brothers and sisters. The second Sunday of Advent, at least for me, is always awkward to preach upon. And I say this because the gospel for the second Sunday of Advent seems to focus on John the Baptist rather than Jesus. In fact, Jesus doesn't appear in this passage. And yet I think this gospel passage is one that speaks very profoundly to us who are Christians. And so often we Christians speak of ourselves as being an Easter people, a resurrection people. And that's certainly true. But we're also an Advent people. That is to say, we are a people in joyful anticipation. When speaking with many Catholics, I often find that they know that Advent is a season of waiting. But oftentimes, they're not 100% certain about what it is for which we are waiting. It's like they saw a big line at a store and thought, wow, there's a lot of people lining up. There must be something really good at the end of that line, so I'd better get in line without bothering to find out why they jumped into that line in the first place, what it is that's being served at the end of that line. What we await during Advent is the coming of Christ. And in particular, the focus is not on Christmas Day, but the primary focus of Advent is on the second coming of Christ. And so, yes, while we do await Christmas Day, our primary focus is his second coming, his return. And it's through this lens that we need to explore the readings that we just heard. In the gospel, we encounter John the Baptist. He's in the desert proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. His proclamation, we're told, led many people in Jerusalem, Judea, and in the region around the Jordan River to acknowledge their sins and to be baptized. In other words, he was teaching people what they needed to do as they waited for the coming of the Messiah. And this is the key point in our gospel passage today. For us who are Christians, for us who are waiting for Christ's second coming, even as we prepare to memorialize his nativity, we must understand that waiting is not a passive activity. And I know this runs counter to our culture. In our society, we think of waiting as something that's mind-dulling and passive, which is why we often, when we're waiting in line or something, you know, pull out our cell phones to play Candy Crush or check text messages and Instagram, look for news feeds, anything to numb our minds from the boredom of waiting. But for Christians, waiting is not a mind-dulling, passive activity. It's active. John's criticism of the Pharisees and the Sadducees is that they were not active as they were waiting for the Messiah. They were passively waiting, convinced that since they were descendants of Abraham, they were prepared for the Messiah's coming. John corrected them, calling them a brood of vipers, as he informed them that the messianic kingdom for which they longed was not about being a descendant of Abraham, but about being a person who bears good fruit. He stresses the need to be actively bearing good fruit, stating that every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I think the same is true today. 
We Christians need to remember that as we await Christ's coming, we don't do so passively. We need to be active in producing good fruit in our lives. It's not sufficient for us to say, I received my sacraments. I've been baptized. I've been confirmed. I've received First Communion. I'm prepared for the kingdom of heaven. No, we need to be actively producing good fruit in our lives. And we do this when we live out our faith in a very intentional manner. You know, sadly, I often find that many Catholics and other Christians miss this point. Many people take a passive role to their faith. Rather than share it with others and strive to bear good fruit by living a a virtuous life, they're content to passively approach their faith. For example, I often hear people say something to the effect of, well, you know, I'm a good person. I've never killed anybody. and I don't hurt anybody. But that's not the Christian life. That's not the standard for Christian living. The Christian life is not simply about refraining from doing evil. It's about bearing good fruit. It's about actively doing things that are good. And this is John the Baptist's message to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And it's the same message that we see in the ministry of Jesus Christ, who replaces those Ten Commandments, which are often phrased as thou shalt nots, with the Beatitudes, which give us that good, that virtue for which we are to strive. And he calls us all to that heroic virtue. You know, consider, for example, the lives of the saints, the men and women who serve as our role models. And we can think of someone like a Mother Teresa. She didn't passively spend her life not hurting anyone. No, she was active, going out into the streets of Calcutta, producing good fruits by living out the Beatitudes. Or think of someone like Therese of Lisieux, one of my favorites. And she lived in a Carmelite monastery in France. And while many of us tend to think of the life of the monks or the cloistered life as being a relatively passive life, St. Therese shows that it was anything but that. And she came up with her little way, this way of doing small good deeds for those sisters in the community around us. You know, I think one of the most powerful stories that she shares is there was that sister who drove her nuts. And so she made it an intention of hers to go out and to do kind deeds for this sister every day. And she did it to the extent that one day this sister came to her and said, Therese, why is it that I'm your favorite? Because I notice that you always do these nice deeds for me. And Teresa's sitting here thinking, gee, if she only knew. (laughs) But that's the model for us, to go and to produce good fruit. Or we can think of someone like the greatest of all saints, Mary, who, upon hearing the good news from the angel Gabriel, the news that she was pregnant with Jesus, didn't sit around passively waiting for events to take place, but instead immediately got up and went out to visit her cousin Elizabeth to share the good news with her. You know, we too need to be people who are active as we await the second coming of God. We can't be passive like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. In fact, it's even more important for us to be active because unlike them, we've heard the good news. We've heard the gospel of Christ. And this means that we can't stand around playing Candy Crush or checking Instagram as we await for the Lord to return. We need to be working hard to produce good fruit in our lives. So if Mother Teresa can produce good fruit by serving the poor, 
you know, perhaps we too can produce good fruit by being actively involved in the parish soup kitchen ministry. If St. Therese of Lisieux was able to produce good fruit by doing kind deeds to the sister who drove her crazy, you know, perhaps we could produce good fruit by doing kind deeds for the co-worker or our fellow student who tends to drive us crazy. If John the Baptist could produce good fruit by calling people away from their sins and into a life of holiness, perhaps we can help call those around us to a greater sense of holiness. If Mary could produce good fruit by journeying to visit her cousin Elizabeth and sharing the good news with her, perhaps we too could find the courage to share our faith with our family, friends, and co-workers. In all these ways, we can show that, yes, we are a people in waiting, but that waiting is not a mindless, boring activity. Rather, it's a time where we're active, preparing ourselves, and not only ourselves, but the entire world, for the second coming of Christ. That day when, as we heard in the first reading, he will judge the world with justice. That day when he will bring peace not only to all people, but to all of creation, such that the calf and the lion can browse together and that the baby can play next to the cobra's den. So as we spend this season in eager anticipation, joyfully awaiting the Lord's coming, let us do so with a great sense of purpose, actively producing good fruit that will help bring about the kingdom of heaven. Brothers and sisters, Peace to you and to all who produce good fruit this Advent season.